Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. And he's, uh, just don't throw him a sinker because he's hitting almost 900 against that. And even sliders, the pitches you guys want to get strikeouts on, hitting over 400, expecting batting average. So when you say... Is he Yerman Mercedes? No, because the profile is no, so exceptionally yeah. different. The problem with Stephen Kwan is the same thing we've been talking about. Where will the rest of the stuff piece together? He's he's more and more. I'm actually learning. I always learn. You know, we definitely don't try to pretend to be anything that we're not, which is just you know, dick and fart joke idiots who know some stuff about fantasy. But I don't give enough attention to points leagues, and something I'm I think I'm always discounting. Strikeouts. No, well, yes, that. Yeah, you're right. That's number two, I would say. But just the pure contact hitters. I'm very bopper and starting pitcher centric in uh, in points leagues. But guys that make great contact. That's why, you know, Wander Franco is even more valuable. Like, does, is he going to get more counting stats than you know, like Lindor or Baez? No, but he's he, never going to strike out. He leads and, the so league he in hits. Yeah, or he did. He's gonna, yeah. He did like a day ago. He led the league in hits and he's going to, you know, hit over 300, maybe be a 2020 guy and lead the league in hits. That's going to be worth so much. So that's where Quan has that value. But we do have a player debate. We're going to get in with him uh, in just a little bit. I'm just curious, you know, you asked that question, where is, um, you know, is he the next Yerman Mercedes? I'm curious at your take on it. You know, he is in the lower half of hard hit. He's got an 18% hard hit percentage, but he makes great contact. Right. I don't think anything's changed in my mind with how good he is. Like I was drafting him before. I think he has value, but he is at an all-time high because the guy is hitting like six hundred. Like yeah, Maggio right now. Yeah, he's not. He's not your Mercedes, like you said. The profile is one hundred percent completely different, right? Uh, but in his, you know, uh, how many homers does he have in his career in, in professional baseball? He had. Uh, Three in 2019 uh, on in 123 games. He had zero over, well, I guess it was only 17 games as a rookie season. Double A in 2021. Between double A and triple A, he had 12. Yeah, so he did, he did find some more power uh, last season, which I think 
that was such a huge marker for people. You know, like I, I keep saying it and, and people deserve the credit. The, the one thing that this industry doesn't do ever, and I don't think listeners do enough, like the hardcore fans do, but no one gives anybody credit. Like people are more excited to crap on you about things you're excited about and then fail. No one gives credit. I think people should get the credit. And like Eddie Almanger was talking about Stephen Kwan with me last year on yeah. Prospect One. And, and he deserves the credit for that because the what happened in the profile change was a huge jump in power. <clears throat> he still didn't and power is the last tool to develop too, right? Like that's always been like a scout thing that that scouts have always said. Power is yeah. the last tool to develop because you want to get everything else down first. You want to get the contact, uh, the defense, and all that stuff. You want to stay on the field, and then once you start recognizing pitches and stuff, now we can start to drive it. You know, uh, instead of just having contact. My my thing is, yeah, I, Stephen Kwan is is great, and he's you know obviously solidified a roster spot and a spot in the lineup and all that good stuff because he's crushing it right now, and he just continues. And um, I think he's going to be a good player, but I don't, you know, I, the hype train is a little bit much right now. But you that's know, exactly um, why we talk about the situations where it's worth, you know, poking and prodding to see what people will do. You know, oh what, yeah, what, if you what can if you can like? flip him off for you know you trade him off for flip for uh, you if you can flip him off for something no if you can trade him off for uh someone that is going to hit 20 homers and hit above 270 then i'm doing it you know well that's why so. you know what the player debate we're going to do in a little in just a tiny bit here i think it's going to really hit at home and i think that'll be an interesting one unless you know bog since we we are talking about the guy we could just jump into that player debate yeah right that's fine just, let's do right, that let's one. coincide it so uh by the way one of my favorite things about him i will say was he i don't know if you saw this he did an interview on mlb network and i don't remember who the lady who was interviewing him but she had said something along the lines that she found out this story that Stephen Kwan, he, he takes it so personal about strikeouts because he used to cry. Every strikeout <laughs> he had when he was young, he would cry. And then he started, took it so personal because he didn't want to cry in front of his friends and people. He didn't like crying, so he didn't want to well, strike out. Well, there's no out. crying in baseball. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks taught us that. Yeah, well, sorry, it was Jimmy for Dugan Kwan. taught us that. You know what I want to know, though? If I was a reporter, and I don't know if they asked this, if I was a reporter, which I'm not because I'm not respected or smart or journalistic. If I was in that room, I would have prayed. I would have gotten the locker room. The first question I asked Stephen would be, did you cry? Did, did you, you cry, cry today? Yeah, that's, that has to be asked. If no one asked that, no one did their job today. You got to ask <laughs> if he cried. That's the only thing that's important. I think you got to be your size to ask Stephen Kwan something like that. You know? Oh, you think so? Uh, no, I yeah, think I think like, so. No, I think there's actually a very select type of person that can't ask that question. I think everybody else has kind of free reign to ask that question. <laughs> well, you can't ask it like I would ask it. Hey, would you cry like a big crybaby today? <laughs> Were you crying out there, you crybaby? For striking out, you can't ask him like I would. Yeah, you know? well, you can't go it's up to him. not how you like, get friends. Oh, little Steven, were you crying? Do you want to teach you? You don't do that. You just be like, Steven, did you cry? And he'd be like, hey, what? Yeah. Like, it's okay. And he'd be like, what, man? I Steven. think I'd just be like, hey, uh, I brought you it's some okay. tissues if you want to let it out. About and then maybe you get man. him to start crying. And then that, yeah. then everybody wins. All maybe right, so here's the first player debate. Stephen Kwan, who has the highest war. Well, maybe not after Vlad's performance Come on. tonight. Let's not start. Well, I'm just, I'm just Let's not out. talk about war in fantasy baseball. We're not doing right? the war league or anything like that. But That's right. No um, F war. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. Coming into Wednesday, he had the highest war of any player in baseball. He, I believe, was second in hits behind Wander Franco. Again, I don't know what the result of today was. Uh, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. So he's at the top. He's got some RBIs, got some run. No run. Um, he's only been caught. He has no stolen bases, no homers. Best batting average in the league, essentially. I think him and like Wander Franco are right there. One of the hottest players in all of baseball versus Marcel Ozuna. Marcel Ozuna, who has been troubled with lots of stuff, was a post 200 pick. Maybe not super sexy to a lot of people, but he started off the year hitting 375, two homers. He does not have a stolen base because that's not really in his profile or his game or anything like that, but he is hitting 375. He has nine hits in 24 at bat. So the question is the red hot smoking Steven Kwan or Marcelo Zuna. This one is unbelievably easy to me and it's Marcelo Zuna and it's not very close. And uh, look, uh, Marcelo Zuna is a good hitter. He's the exact type of person. He's actually way better than the type of person that I said I would trade Steven Kwan for. Cause I said, anyone's going to hit 270 have 20 homers. I would trade Kwan for, um, and, uh, I mean, Marcelo Zuna is going to do much better than that in terms of homers, for sure. Batting average is questionable. But uh, he's going to hit 25, 30 homers this year um, as long as he keeps his nose clean off the field, which it seems like, you know, uh, obviously after the horrible incident, uh, he's taken the right steps. I'm not saying you have to like him or you approve of him or whatever. If you don't like him, don't have him on your fantasy team. Number one rule in fantasy is it's fun first. So if you can't like him, don't. I understand that. But in terms of on-field production... Ozuna's going to smoke him this year, I think. So not even close to me, Ozuna. I agree. I mean, I okay. don't even need to go into too much more about that. This is a mid-20. But this is a deal that you might get done right now. But see, that's what I think. We'll go to the listener poll here in a it's second. Not a crazy, it's not a crazy question because, you know, 
people get excited. They want to do trades. They want to they want to mess with their team. Uh, so this is a trade that you might be able to get done, but and, and, it, it's and it may not a be landslide Ozuna for me. You know, like here's the thing that works in favor of it. It's not just a guy that's performing and not getting a lot of pub. He's getting all the pub right now. If you watch any games, a casual fan, maybe he's not going to be paid attention to it. And they're just not going to care. Uh, but Steven Kwan has a lot of that cachet right now as the hitter he is, but Marcelo Zuna is still in, he's a career 275 hitter. So, you know, so you kind of sit in that space and assume like, oh, maybe if I get worse, he's a 260 hitter, 25 homers on a great team with runs and RBI that could probably be in the 80 markers. And at the end of the day, you know, 90 runs and a 300 plus batting average from Quan is great, except if it's under 10 homers and under 10 stolen bases, it doesn't really do anything to where Ozuna's going to beat him in probably four of the categories. I mean, he has a legit chance to beat him in four of the five categories uh, that are out there. You know, or maybe it's a little bit closer, but like the differential of, you know, maybe there are four stolen bases between each other and five runs or something like that. The RBI and homer markers are going to be so much more in favor of Ozuna that is this like insanely in favor? Maybe not. You know, Quan can grow and he can, if he hits two, he's going to continue I mean, it's a good team. You know, Jose yeah. Ramirez is one of the hottest players in baseball right now. Ahmed Rosario is waiting for a breakout, and Miles Straw is insanely underrated. If he is hitting two, there will be RBI opportunities. As yeah, but as soon as Jose Ramirez, as soon as Jose Ramirez gets traded, you know, if well, that, that happens, could change the game. All I'm making yeah. the case is like Stephen Kwan is interesting. He's valuable. He's valuable to keep unless someone wants to pay the price. This would be something that I would side with Marcelo Zuna. Did you look at the poll results? I did not. What do you think the poll results look like for Marcelo Zuna versus Stephen Kwan? I, I've doubted the people before, so I'm not going to doubt him here. I'm going to say 75-25 Ozuna. You almost nailed it. 73% in favor. 73 to 73.7 to 26.3 in favor of Marcelo Zuna. Uh, a couple of the comments. Larry said Kwan is a contact machine, but Ozuna will have more counting stats. Yeah, and uh, Squeak Crow <clears throat> said, "Gonna That's vote a great uh, my conscience on this one." So that was a, <laughs> a Stephen Kwan vote. Hey, look, that By goes to rule number one, and I think people forget about it a lot, right? Fantasy is fun first. I know a lot of people are making a lot of money with it, and that's great. But I think ninety nine point nine percent of people that came to fantasy sports came to enjoy it and have fun. If you can't have fun with a guy like Marcel Zuna on your team, don't have him on your team. I'm all about that. Yeah, don't have him on your team, but. Those are the, I think that's the general range that you can look at. And I think that's what people are struggling with. I, at the end of the day though, I will say, I think Stephen Kwan trades look like two for twos or two for ones. Like it's, they're trading Alex Bregman and Stephen Kwan and they're getting Jordan Alvarez, you know, something like that. I think that's, I'm not saying that's the exact trade, but like, that's the scope of what trades. I think Kwan is difficult to trade solo Unless you were doing something maybe like one of the hot pitchers, like, a, you know, would it be an interesting one? Stephen Kwan for Tyler McGill, you know, if those uh, that, were that, that would better, be like a need. Yeah, that's a better deal. Yeah, that would be like a need thing on both sides. So that's just a little uh, some insane stuff on Stephen Kwan, too. When you like look at, you know, you look a little bit deeper and see he's hitting over 350 on every single pitch that he's made contact with. Uh, number two. On this list that I picked out for uh, breakdowns and we do have a player debate on him is Seiya Suzuki. Seiya Suzuki, who Bogman currently, very small sample size, but is in the top 100 percentile of barrel <laughs> percentage and ex-WOBA 
does not swing and miss. Exit velocity is the top 81%. Max exit velocity, 91%. X slugging, 100. So he is literally league best at WOBA, X slugging, and barrel percentage, which are all pretty relatively important numbers, if you ask me. He is uh, top 9% in max EV, which he's hit 110.9, which is pretty damn solid. And, you know, when you're looking at the pitches, if you really care, this is actually super interesting. I Let's see. Let's get the full breakdown because they've got two different markers here. They do, you know, the fastball breaking and off speed, and then they'll give you the full pitch types. He has seen, what would this number be? 96% between fastballs and breaking balls. So, I mean, I'm guessing what that comes to is it's right here. He's seen three change-ups. This entire oh my God. Time. 4% <laughs> of the pitches he's seen have been change-ups. He's seen... Tw- Pretty easy th- when you can sit dead red, I guess. So of, of, of a fastball type, he has seen over 60% of fastballs. Then you throw in, if you do sliders and cutters together, that's over 23%. That's a huge percentage. So then you're just looking at curveballs and change-ups, which combine to under 15%. So as hot as he is, the only thing I would point out, like very interesting to see when people, when like a good changeup pitcher starts getting to him because he's not seeing <clears> it. But regardless of the point, he's hitting over 400 against fastballs and registered breaking ball pitches, which is a huge, huge number for him. And his hard hit stuff is through the roof. So your take on Seiya Suzuki? I mean, he's great. I think I think maybe a closer one would have been Ozuna versus Suzuki. I think that probably would have been yielded just a closer vote, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't know, honestly, off the top of my head, I, I'm, I'm going to say Ozuna because I do think that Suzuki's going to get adjusted on, right? Like, uh, he'll start seeing more breaking pitches, especially if he doesn't hit them nearly as well. He hits the fastballs. So um, he'll get adjusted on, but he's starting out great, and this is a veteran. You know, this isn't a young guy working his way through the system. This is a vet of professional leagues. So uh, seeing him come over and have success uh, is just, I mean, it's its a lot of fun to watch. And he hit two bombs the other day. Yeah, I, I'm i am definitely in on Suzuki. He looks awesome right now. And I completely forgot I had a debate for him, and I guess I changed it. So I don't have a fun debate for him. But I think I was struggling with some, you know, because the one I put out wasn't the last show. It was Suzuki versus Bellinger. And yeah. uh, that one was like overwhelmingly Sam Suzuki. <laughs> And I've adjusted in some of my ranks in the redraft ranks and the dynasty ranks. There's a whole nother perspective. I was so gun shy about Suzuki coming in because of Hassan Kim, even though it was two. You tied a balloon to Suzuki. Did you tie an anchor to Bellinger? Uh, They are moving in opposite directions. That's true. (laughs) Even though we're going to talk about Bellinger in a second. Uh, Bellinger did hit a two run shot. You know, maybe he's uh, maybe he's doing some things that are relaxing him. I mean, maybe he stopped doing. This is like when the people on my 600 pound life say like, well, I had a diet soda, you know, sorry, uh, not, I'm not buying that, but we'll, I'm we'll not, get to Bellinger. I lost bit. 50 pounds. You're like, well, it's still 650 <laughs> deck chair falling off the queen Mary. So there you <laughs> yeah. go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... In this league. Break it down. The reasons that I go and look at Seiya Suzuki and I go, boy, the sustainability. I'm a little worried. Like I said, I want to see him get challenged a little bit more. Like, that's a big number. Just want to throw back out of like over 60% is of a type of fastball that he hits. And then obviously a pretty good slider hitter as well. He's seen 13 sliders in the early season and he's hitting uh, 667 off of it. So, you know, he's doing some good stuff on it. The whiffs were coming from, uh, this is interesting, he has a 100% whiff rate on curveballs right now, which account to 11% of pitches he's seen. He strikes out 100% of the time on curveballs. So again, <laughs> maybe start throwing him a curve. You know? As teams start adjusting, we're going to see some of the adjustments, but the positives uh, that he's going to regress. So, you know, you want to talk about like the the value and where you can trade guys. It's at a pretty big marker right now. I don't know if it's like you got to trade him because it'll never be higher. I really don't think it's that high. I think he's going to stabilize to where he is, but he will stabilize a little bit. But the key components are he hits the ball really hard and he shows a patience where, you know, what was that thing we talked about the other day? He swung like one time out of the zone. He does yeah. not swing and miss outside of the zone. The only thing he really swings at are curveballs right now, which is going to be an adjustment. So to buy in on Suzuki, I think I do. But I do think it's going it, to, it's not going to crash necessarily, but we're going to come down a little bit as the league figures out and teams start, you know, pointing out, all right, let's curveball, let's change up. I mean, Jesus, get him in front of a guy like Jesus Lazardo, who the Lazardo, you know, his primary pitch is a curveball. What's that going to do to a guy like Suzuki as he's seeing so many fastballs? Now, speaking of which, <laughs> Cody Bellinger. So the last one we talked about. Don't look at that Savant page, dude. It's not going to do good things for you. I mean, I'm, I'm it's like slowly pulling up. Is it going to look like, is it going to be like, I'm blue? Da -ba -dee, da -ba -da 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 yes, it is. Uh, oh, oh my. It's deep blue. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go through it. Hold on. I want to go through it. Average exit velocity. First percentile. So low. Uh -huh. Dead last. Uh, 12th percentile in max EV. Hard hit percentage. Sixth. Sixth lowest. Barrel percent. One, lowest. Lowest of anyone. He's the worst. There's something wrong with him. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. 
Or something what wrong. are we doing? I, I he he down. hit he I, hit a home. Hold on, he, he hit his two homer. For four. I think he was two for four on great on tonight. Hit his homer today off of Derek Rodriguez. Do you know who that is? <laughs> I think he's played with the Giants. Oh, he he has the Giants hat on. Spell Derek for me the way he spells. Oh, it. it's D E R I C K. Nope, incorrect. What D E R E C K? So oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, look. Derek, you would not be getting a shaky cam video or uh, a picture of Derek Rodriguez in a Whole Foods. Oh, so, you don't think so? You don't think I, I don't think, you know, out? I don't think I'm going to, you know, celebrate Cody Bellinger's homer off of a guy, you know, that is not going to be in the bigs for uh, the entire 2021 okay. season. So. But I do think the one thing you're... It's silver lining. It's good. Confidence, uh, confidence is like just such a huge thing. Like this guy needed some confidence worse than anything. Saying he needed a slump buster, Welsh? Is that what you're saying? A little slump buster. He got two hits. He had a homer. He walked. Uh, he did strike out, which, you know, continues that marker. He's at just over 30%. 31.8% exactly is his K percentage, but he's almost got a 20% walk rate, which currently as it stands would be the highest walk percentage of his career. Batting average moved up uh, to he 200. Five games, dude. I know. Well, dude, his batting average today, this is how many games he's played. He came into the game hitting 143. He left the game hitting 222 with two hits. Oh, so that's how much fame. it moved up. But like, listen, I know. Was wrong. Was wrong about Cody Bellinger. He looks. Well, I don't lost. even know that you were wrong, dude. Like uh, everything that we heard was he's good coming into the season. Then we saw it in spring training. He was horrible, and, and you know we readjusted. Not low. Neither one of us. I wasn't low. I, I didn't bury him because he had a bad spring either. And he looks awful to start the season. There's nothing saying that Cody Bellinger can't write this ship. He absolutely can. Outside of what visually and statistically we see. Yeah, it's bad right now. But, you know, uh, I I don't, I'm not going to throw away a guy that has been an MVP in the league before. I agree. You know, but that's, that's I, also my thing. But the that's value, the whole thing. The yeah. value's at a big low. He has, I, I think, see, this is what I interest, an interesting I don't know if I'm interested I, in trading for him right now, see, though, because I don't know if it's just going to be one season. But see, you that's know. what I think is fascinating, though, is I think the people that got him and went, oh, God, like they're going to see this and go, OK, great. This is I got to get out. I got to get out now. And they would be willing to still trade it for scraps and move off of him for absolute scraps. And I, I still think I, you I'm trade very, your Bellinger for Quan right now. When I trade my Bellinger for your Kwan? Bellinger to get Stephen Quan, I think he, <sighs> you wouldn't do it. I know you wouldn't do it. I don't think I would do it either. I don't know. I wouldn't I, do I, it. I'll, I'll just say I wouldn't do it. That probably looks like, oh my God, guys. It's just one of those. And things. that's fine. What, what it, I was trying to get out of my mouth was I think it's fascinating. And this is a big key marker here to see what he does with a little bit of confidence. He hasn't had that this year. He's been awful all spring training, all of that. He finally has a bit of confidence to walk in. So what's he going to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What do those games look like? Starts to get a couple hits. I think that's really a, a telltale sign, but it might not be. You know, his swing is messed up. You know, it's the bit from uh, idiocracy right now because he's just not hitting anything. He's striking out. Uh, he's all over the board. Yep, I know. Yeah. Uh, expecting batting average is <laughs> bottom 3% in the league. But the problem is, is even in the bad year last year, just a couple things here, like his sweet spot percentage was like in the 30s. You know, his barrel percentage was hovering around 10 he doesn't have a registered barrel right now. He his sweet spot percentage was 12%. Like this is abnormal Cody Bellinger. Abnormally bad. Like he might be bad, but this is abnormally bad. It will also level out. So yeah. I think there's a little bit of upside there which leads to the pull. Are you ready? 
Uh, ooh, let me guess. Um, well, hold on. We got to say it. Oh, yeah, say. yeah. Cody Bellinger versus the guy I've paired with him pretty much all season long when you talked about these two. Christian Yelich. Bring Christian Yelich back into it because Christian Yelich is hitting 300, but he has no counting stats. He has two run, two RBI, no homers, no stolen bases, but he is on the board, but he's rocking a 455 BABIP right now. A 455 with absolutely no counting stats to speak of. I think also one of the lowest since his rookie year uh, ISOs. Strikeout percentage, he's walking a bit more. He just still doesn't look right. That's just the yeah. thing. He still doesn't look right. Actually, as of today, his walk percentage went under 20. His strikeout percentage is up to 23%. He just isn't making good contact. He looks average. He does not look like the best player on the Brewers. So you put together two guys, maybe on little different paths, except Cody Bellinger as of tonight, put together a game, and that leads to the poll. What side did you pick? Oh, I'm I'm Yelich on this. And look, there's... This is a, a a really close, tough one to me. And who are you going to take, by the way? I'm I'm going to take Yelich because he's hitting better now. I'm but I'm legit worried about the back. You know, I, we talked about that with Jesse uh, Jesse Severe on this show. Uh, the, it's one of the episodes that or the episode that you had to miss. Um, you know, uh, he covered for you, and we talked about Yelich, and, he, and he's a Brewers fan. He said, "I'm worried about the back." You know, yeah. I think that's Always. chronic. I think it is too. Uh, I think Bellinger's going to get better. I'm just not willing to take two to three months of nothing from Bellinger for him to figure it out. So for me, it's Yelich. I don't like this one, though. I don't like this one as a whole either. That's why I put it together. I'm pretty stupidly going to probably still say Bellinger. because I just I, See, this is coin flippy. I don't think that's stupid. I think I, it's very coin flippy. I just don't think Yelich has shown anything that makes you get excited. He is hitting the ball better, better contact and stuff like that. But at this stage, I, I think it's key to what I just said. I want to see what Bellinger does with some confidence. Next week, this could be so clearly Yelich, but I don't think this, I, throw spring training out for a minute. I don't think a week of baseball is enough to completely be like, yes, we're done with Cody Bellinger. We're completely done. Had a little bit of confidence. I mean, a week tonight, of baseball is not home. enough to be, you know, putting posts on Twitter at all, but people yeah. still do it. You yeah. Know? So I'm I'm actually going to go on the Bellinger side. What do you think okay. this poll looks like? I think it's 80-20 Yelich. It has not quite 68.9% Christian Yelich, 31, just about 31%. I'm surprised Yelich. there's that many level-headed people that, that are still willing uh, to take uh, Bellinger. But yeah, level-headed. Um, I don't um angry, you know. Um uh but, but anyway, uh I just I think this is more coin flippy than people give it credit for. But like I said, I'm more worried about getting just almost nothing from Bellinger for a couple months. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's gonna hit a couple of these relievers, you know, and, and and get some homers that way, but I don't know. I just don't want nothing for a couple months. And then he's big on the back half because, you know, you may not get to the playoffs if you start this guy every day. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird one. Like I said, Yelich is like, oh, he's hitting 333. But he's got a 450 BABIP and he has no counting stats to speak for. He doesn't. I, I've watched a couple Brewer games. He doesn't really make great contact. Um, but, you know, Yelich doesn't make any contact. So each side is fair. Uh, let's do two pitcher ones. One is involved in a debate and it is Mr. Tyler mcgill who we have mr tyler who is i i gotta admit man it looks fantastic he looks fantastic as the fastball is absolutely riding 
He's currently got a zero ERA in two starts. He's pitched 10 innings. He struck out 11. He's walked none, which is pretty fascinating. <laughs> His FIP is sitting around like 0.9, you know, so it's just nothing uh, majorly concerning. Uh, his whiff percentage in the, is in the top 75%. Uh, also, his walk percentage is right about there, which is very, um, very nice. K percentage, top 76 percentile. So, you know, top uh, quarter of the league. Uh, he has thrown three pitches. I've been like his big max here over 10% of the time. Fastball, 58%. Change up 25 and the slider over 15. The curveball has barely been used. So he's been like a primary, you know, three pitch pitcher. Um, not great spin numbers. I'd point out that like make you get super excited Whiff rate is pretty good. Uh, the changeup has been getting 33. The slider has been getting 66% and he's using that about 15% of the time. So you can tell that's kind of a big marker there. And, uh, the, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. You know, whiff rates are up. He's not giving up crazy, crazy hard hit. The velocity uptick is probably the biggest thing that everybody has pointed to, you know, max success where he's averaging 96 miles an hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in this league. I love you. Ready? Ignis said started with Taylor, uh, Taylor, I think he meant Tyler, uh, drafted in the 24th round of a 16-team points head-to-head league, added both to his Roto squad for next to nothing. It's going to be a long season for someone. Uh, <laughs> Benny said, I trust two dominant outings over the one in a day game in Anaheim. Oh, that's interesting. And Count said, this one is tough. So obviously this was the really, really tough one. Yeah, I think it's the hardest one we have of these debates. Uh, the only other guy to do a quick breakdown, and then I want to do the last little... Um, uh, debates that we have 
is Matt Brash. And I watched this game pretty... Did you watch this game at all? I didn't watch any of it, so you're going to have to be the guy here. <clears throat> so I watched a lot of it, and I tweeted about it, and there were some huge positives and I think some potential negatives. Here's the positive that came out of it, uh, or maybe I should give his stats here real quick for Matt Brash, who was a former Padre who's with the Mariners now. He went five and one third. He struck out six, walk one, obviously a phenomenal performance in his debut. Um, Eno said after the game that Matt Brash currently, he did note that like you need much more of a sample size, but currently owns the number one in stuff plus in his metric. The number one pitcher in stuff plus was Matt Brash after the game because he has absurd, absurd movement on his pitch. So I, I, I had a tweet out there that through two innings, Boggs, he threw 24 pitches. 17 of those pitches were what he registers as it. Savant calls it a knuckle curve. Some call it a slider. It's like 84 miles an hour. So it could be either one. And one, and he had a max of a 2,999 RPM on that pitch. That's Jesus. an absurd spin rate. Yeah. But of four of 24 pitches, he threw 17 as that it's kind of like Lazardo. He threw five fastballs in there. And here's where the negative I kind of thought a little bit was. Two of those fastballs were hit over 110 miles per hour. The hardest being by um, <laughs> Luis Robert, who hit 112, who I noted, and then later in the game took him deep. So Matt Brash is a huge, huge spin guy. Let me see if I can find. Here's the spin numbers. His curve was 2,927, which is ridiculous. Fastball was around 2,200. His, uh, but see, this is the problem. They have a curve and a slider. It's all screwed up with him. Around 2,000, uh, 2,900 for the curve and slider, however they want to designate it. I, they might be two different pitches. They call it a knuckle curve um, in the live game. But now here they're saying the 82 mile an hour is a curve and the 85 is a slider, so whatever. They're both over 29. His, it's the most ridiculous spin you've seen on a pitcher. He can touch up to 90... 97, I think he was hitting 98. Uh, he averaged 96 miles per hour in his fastball. The thing that I kept pointing out is how hard that fastball was getting hit and how is that going to look long-term? Because they, he did do one thing that I thought wasn't going to happen. I said, let's see what happens second time around in the lineup. And guys still really couldn't fully pick him up because he was hitting all of his spots. But to not be negative, because I think I was kind of looking for negatives on him, <laughs> Insane spin rate, great command, amazing poise, absolutely fooling dudes left and right, and some of the nastiest stuff in baseball. He just has to keep going. Matt Brash is a dude, but his fastball gets absolutely murderballed by good hitters, and that might be the downfall. So it's almost kind of Casey Mises I've talked about in the past that needs to be effective with that curve. Otherwise, I think he's going to get hit up. Yeah, I mean... I just, I, I don't have a good feel of Matt Brash after one start. Like you said, there's, there was some real good positives, real good negatives. So I'm, I don't know. I, I would say I'm lukewarm on Matt Brash right now. Would that, would that be similar to your feeling on him? I think I'm a little bit more than lukewarm because the, the thing you're like, warm be, then. Cause you're not hot. I don't uh, think, but I don't not. think I'm, I don't think I'm hot. Like the other, you're not hot for internet. him. You don't have the vapors. No, we but like that. the internet's like crazy about him right now. Um, okay. but like he went into Chicago 
and he yeah, struck he out six crazy dudes. About feet too, so you know. Yeah, well, not, I'm not take like all of our super not. cues from the internet. So no, put that the OnlyFans, dude. But like, <laughs> Brash could actually put those pitches on OnlyFans. They move so much. That's the thing. <laughs> it's such great movement. Only pitches. It's great spin. It was poised. It was strikeouts. Like that's something to build off of. I'm not the biggest guy on like rookie pitchers, but I think that's you know he's obviously just a he's a better dynasty asset than I think it is this yeah, year. Yeah, of course. I I guess I feel like a, a a huge implosion is coming, so it might be a really interesting time to sell on him and redraft because I just don't I don't see the viability long term of like rookie pitchers in general. I so I'd be interested in that before he gets like a game where he gets lit up, but you know what? Maybe it won't happen. I want to, I want to give him a month that that's at least four starts. That's what I want. I want four yeah. starts and let's hope three of them are good. And one of them, just none of them are terrible. That, that's what you want. So you can sell them now. And if you sell them now, you get out from under all the risk that a rookie pitcher has, right? You get out of the, you know, innings limit because he hasn't thrown that many innings before you get out of getting smashed, you get out of, you know, potentially move to, uh, you know, either sent back down or move to the bullpen or whatever. You get out of that risk right now. But I think if you wait and he has three or four good starts in a row, you know, now you can sell for more than you would have after one Maybe. start. And, and and that's, but that's really the risk you want with a guy like Matt Brash. You either drafted Brash late or picked him up. You didn't, you know, spend an insane amount of yeah. money or a high pick on him. So you're winning either way if you trade him or, or if you're just getting these good stats from him until he goes away, you're winning the, you know, having Matt Brash. So um, I think he's, he's a decent investment but I'm not going to trade for him now. And I don't really want to trade him away after one decent start. I want to trade for him in dynasty is what I'd like to do. And I'd like to do it totally kind of different. aggressively. Right. Somebody made the, and they, they put this in my brain. I'm a big Dustin May guy. And I was very disappointed when he got hurt because his fastball was so nutty. I think that guy's explosive, but there are some injury problems. He's kind of got that same thing where it's like crazy movement on stuff that I want him long-term in redraft. It's just not quite my thing. He is bottom 5% in hard hit. He 71% hard hit he had. 10% exit velocity, bottom 10 percentile. So I'm, I'm telling you, he just got hit really hard. But but chase rate in the top 87 percentile but, 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 but. and Eno's stuff plus was the number one guy. It's nasty-ass stuff, but the league will adjust, and yeah. let's just see what happens on it. But I, I'm probably a seller in redraft, a, but I'm a buyer in Dynasty, if that makes sense. Uh, all right, really quickly, the last debates here, Boggs, that we had. I want to get your takes on them, and we'll do the poll results. Did I do the poll results? Yeah, I did Tyler and Lazardo. Yeah. Uh, the last hitter one, I thought this was a really fascinating one. It was, that, And I hate to, like, kind of, you know, put a blanket on it or whatever, dismiss it as, like, a lower thing. But uh, the number one hit guy, at least coming into Wednesday, <laughs> Wander Franco versus Marcus Simeon. I even kind of wet-blanketed Mark uh, Wander Franco coming into this year on how high we might want to go. But can go. we also can we also wait until May to start saying league leader and stuff like that? Yeah, and I mean, I'm just I mean, being stupid about no, it. No, no, I know you are. I'm just saying people are going to do it, especially, I mean, if he leads all month, then great. Uh, and and look, I hope he does. I'm here for it, for the one. He started uh, my beat the streak, by the way. I, I started I, my beat the streak. I'm currently 2-0. and I just want to point out I'm 2-0 and and beat the streak. And uh, he got it all kicked off for me. But I know what you're saying. Like, watch you, out about it. You get that beat the streak out of your system? 
So, <laughs> well, every mine's night. a five. You, I oh, haven't said one ooh, word about it. So. Look at Mr. Big Guy over here. Five games. Just huh? saying. Who are you going saying. with on Thursday? No idea. No idea. Know? Nope. I, I did throw pick a dart. Somebody. Hope it wins. I it pick is, somebody. It's almost as bad as the lottery. Uh, I wish but, I could pick Matt Holiday. But uh, <laughs> Wander Franco versus Marcus Simeon. It's so early. Sample sizes don't make sense. But we're asking the question: Wander Franco versus Marcus Simeon. Who do you want? Rest of I'm I'm going to put a little caveat on this. It's Marcus Simeon from me, but I feel like a impassioned argument from you could convince me on Wander Franco. So I I am willing to listen to the sales pitch for Wander Franco. But right now I'm on Marcus Simeon. Tell me why. Are you going to pick Wander? And if you do, please sell him to me. Use car sale. I was about to say, how do you know I'm going to pick Wander Franco? Because you're going to pick Wander Franco. So just pick him and then sell him to me. Well, I'm going to pick Wander Franco. Yes, I am going to pick Wander Franco. Okay. Uh, Now, sales pitch. Let's hear it. Okay. The believability of last year's Marcus Simeon was the outlier. Yes, in 2019, 33 homers, 10 stolen bases, 285 average, phenomenal. That did look like he was, that was more of the player than who, who he was. 45-15 overinflated. It's been a bad start to this year. Under 100 batting average. Babbitt is absurd. It's 118. It's going gonna, it's gonna to adjust. He's not walking a whole bunch, but I think that's also part of the struggle. His K percentage looks normal. I think Mark Casimian is going to level out a little bit. I think he still can be... A 25 10 guy. He's not going to hit 091. No, he's going to level out, but you are seeing the big difference with Wander Franco. That was kind of a big thing. What was the sophomore year going to go with? Is he going to be the 300 hitter? Are we going to see more of a power output? Is he going to steal more base? He's already stolen his first base, which I love to see. He already has four extra base hits, none of which are homers yet, three doubles and a triple. He's stolen a base. He's hitting 500. The BABIP is not sustainable, but the ISO is over 250 without a homer. He's still under 15% K percentage. He looks as locked in as ever before. He looks even a little bit bigger than last year. He looks like one of the best players in baseball right now from early looks if you've watched any games. He looks absolutely locked in, teed in. He's making incredible contact. And, you know, I was worried, how valuable can you be if you're 20 and 10? Is this a better real-life player with hype and excitement than a fantasy player? But I don't know, man. With the early stolen bases, I think he could sneaky get us 15 stolen bases. And I think he is, I would almost guarantee, even though no projection has it, that he hits over 20 homers this year. And I just don't think Marcus Simeon is going to overpower on running RBIs with him. And I think Wander Franco is going to exceptionally be over on batting average. And I'm going to take Wander Franco. And I almost had a different debate on this, which would have been fascinating. I was going to go Wander Franco versus Tim Anderson here. But I'm going to go, I don't know if that was the impassioned debate that you really needed, but the contact percentages that he's making on this team are so much better than some of the struggles that Marcus Simeon is throwing early on that I do think Marcus Simeon's going to like readjust and try to find himself with stolen bases. But I think Wander Franco is just going to be the better overall player and his floor is so much higher than any right. other player with maybe not as big of a ceiling, but it just works enough and it just fits it's just right like the porridge that that i mean that's the thing is wander franco is going to zoom past marcus simeon at some point uh he's going to be one of the best players in baseball yeah look it definitely could be uh so i may be wrong and we could come back to this in a month and i could be singing a different tune i think for right now i'm just not going to hit the panic button after six games on marcus simeon so poll looks like I, i i think the poll looks uh Probably, probably still in Simeon's favor a little bit. I know the internet loves Wander Franco though, so it might be close. You know what? 
I think it's closer than I think. So I'm going to say 58% Ooh. Simeon, 42% Franco, but it's probably the reverse. Uh, 77% Wander Franco. Jesus Christ, over Marcus dude. Simeon. Give me, the guy had 45 and whatever last year. And, and we're just done? We're just done with him? They're done. They're, they're we're, do, we're done, done with him after six games. We're they're done with with, done. with Marcus Simeon. I mean, look, I know he's fooled us once, right? Uh, shame, shame on you. Shame on you. Fool, can't get fooled again. But the guy just went 45-15 last year with 102 RBI. Look, team was much better. We know that Toronto was great. But I uh, wonder if that's this crazy. is crazy. I wonder if this is damning of Simeon or how dominant Franco is. I, think I don't it's both. know which one. I, I think it's but, both. But, but I think, what, I think when Simeon, Simeon has screwed people over before. And you have all those people ready to remind you about that. And Wander is the new shiny toy. And he's playing great. And Simeon's playing bad. It's a perfect storm of this. I'm not doing it. I can't yeah. do it yet. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. Oh, I remember. I love it. In this league. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, it's crazy. Since 2015, Simeon, every single season, has played a full season but one. Even counting, like, he played, like, a full season of the yeah. COVID year. He's played all those years. He's had three of those years, which is seven, uh, 20, 25 homers, technically 27 homers or more. And every single season since 2015, he's still in double-digit bases except for the COVID year. So Marcus Simeon is probably a decent a buy now. He's at the absolute lowest. It's almost a 100 BABIP, hitting under 100. Go buy him. He's not striking out more. I'm doing it, but I am picking uh, Wander Franco. And then the last one, I'll do it quick because we're going so long here. Alex Wood versus Patrick Sandoval was the last player debate. Uh, Alex Wood looked phenomenal. Patrick Sandoval looked really great. Sandoval, much more hype on it. 
Uh, who's your guy here? It's Wood. Uh, you know, love the upside oh, really? of Sandoval. But yeah, Wood has the experience. And I'm with you. Have a, I'm a, a similar K per nine, better team, better ballpark, all that stuff. Lower walk percentage, too, for Alex Wood. So I know the hype is on Patrick Sandoval. I like him a lot. And look, this is another one. You pick really good ones here. This is another one that in a month we could revisit and I could be on Patrick Sandoval. But for right now, I'm going to stick with the track record and go with Alex Wood. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I didn't know you'd be with me on. I that had one. I had Wood ranked ahead of Sandoval uh, preseason too. So yeah, he looks. Uh, Alex Wood looks phenomenal. Cobb looks really great as well. Um, you know, there's velocity. I mean, I know Cobb had a well-known velocity uptick, but uh, s- same with Wood. Uh, one and a half. He went from 91 up to 93 on the fastball. <clears throat> His off-speed stuff took a little bit of an uptick as well. Less hard contact is on him. I actually like Alex Wood more than I like Patrick Sandoval. What do you think the voting is? Mm, just a little bit in Sandoval's favor. It was, uh, yes, 56 to 43. God, I forgot I had another debate out here. This is one last one. I didn't even remember doing all these. Did you see this one? Clayton Kershaw versus Aaron Nola. Yeah, look, that one, I, I love it. I'm here for it, uh, especially on the day that Clayton Kershaw almost was a perfect game. Uh, it, it's Aaron Nola. It, it's Clayton it, Kershaw for me. Yeah, it, it, okay. I mean, look, Clayton Kershaw's not going to last the whole year. I, I think we can say that, you know, I, he may come back at the end of the year, but he ain't going to make 30 starts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.